Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com this is the last minute blues podcast with jeff burton donnie fandango and former blues defenseman jamie rivers welcome to the last minute blues podcast donnie fandango jeff burton from 1057 the point and our dude former blues defenseman now working down the way at 101 espn jamie rivers gentlemen good tuesday for uh, to you and thank you very much for moving the podcast back a day i had some personal stuff i had to take care of yesterday so uh, i very much appreciate you dude how did the meeting with your uh, pl go everything go okay <laughs> it, it went Everything's well fine i noticed the ankle bracelet's yeah, no longer there it's the new yeah, one man. well it's the new one for 2022 well you're following the ru- chip 21 you're, you're following the rules he inserted it so yeah. you get more liberties you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. so that's you got to play the game. Hey, man, right. got to play the game. I will say this, though. Um, I I kind of think that we may have bailed on the podcast yesterday anyways with the weather. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went through uh, about an hour, about 90 minutes of frozen pipes or a frozen pipe, just my cold water pipe or my one water pipe. In, in the kitchen sink, hot water was coming out, but you turned it cold and nothing whatsoever. So you got to get a blowtorch and just well, get manual with that thing. Uh, no, seriously, is that luckily, what you do? I have a flame. Well, not thrower. anymore because it's all PVC now. Oh, it yeah, used yeah. to be pipe, and that's what you do. You take a blowtorch and yeah. you heat it up, and you know, just get it going again. Just so, get it going. But now with the PVC, you can't do that. Well, yeah. you can, but just once. <laughs> Correct. And, and, Correct. And you better water have a pipes bucket. will have a different configuration. <laughs> uh, no, but we had one space heater at home, so opened up the kitchen sink, put it underneath there, and it didn't do anything. So I'm like, and this is the middle of the snowstorm when I got home yesterday. I was like, well, let's run up to Dickie Bub and get a space heater. I go up there, and the lady may still be laughing from me asking if they had any space eaters left. Oh, yeah. She's like, you are crazy. It's like asking for salt on a right. day like yesterday yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to the – we have a storage locker and found one over there, another one over there, thankfully. So we blasted two of them, one against the wall where I knew the pipe was, and then one underneath the sink. And about 45 minutes later, I was having lunch, and all of a sudden I heard – and it just started coming. Oh out. man! Oh, second time that's happened. Such a oh, release such that it comes out feeling. as opposed to bursts. Bursting, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Now I got this. I, I saw this like at Instagram, right? And it's got all these ads. Mm-hmm. Now I, I'm not gonna lie. There's a few of those I've clicked on and ordered, and I've gotten at home, and it's like 35 cents worth of crap that I paid 10 bucks for. <laughs> 
Or I, like I ordered a funny blazer one time because I wanted to kind of dress up. I actually wanted to wear it on TV with Fox Sports. And it was like really loud and vibrant print. It was just supposed to be funny. I got it back home, and it was like the size it would have fit a Cabbage Patch doll. I was like, <laughs> was okay. It, was it Wish.com by chance? I don't know. No, I listen, I wouldn't even be able to tell you. Yeah. Now, uh, so I clicked on this little space heater the other day because my daughter, we finished a room in the basement for her, and it gets a little colder. Certainly, you know, it's underground, right? Yeah. It's a little colder. So I clicked on this little space here. He had a great ad, too. I mean, the guy was just selling it, and, you know, he's sitting there in his room with this one little thing plugged in the wall that he's got to unzip the hoodie, and, whoo, it's just got really warm in here. <laughs> so he got me. He got me. I may have had alcohol in me. It no. may have been late at night. No. And uh, I may have uh, remembered my credit card number just enough to complete the transaction. <laughs> uh-huh. right? Now, that being said, uh, I got it. It came. And just in time before these two days of, like, freezing cold, Son of a biscuit baker, boys. That thing is awesome. Oh, oh good. Really? It is awesome. I was about ready to say you got to look at the reviews. Everybody says yeah. it's crap I didn't, or not nope. crap. I just, I just was like, you know what? I, I'm going for it here. I went all in. We were in bed, and I have to look at my phone while I fall asleep because I'm not allowed to watch TV because apparently the missus doesn't like it, and apparently That's I have bad. to do what I'm yeah. told. Do not look at the TV. Look at your phone. Yeah. <laughs> so I look at the phone, and so, yeah, so it came through, and it's this little thing. It's no bigger than, like, an iPhone, and it plugs into the wall, and that sucker pumps out so much heat and it's control. I can't believe it. I don't know why. It's 30 bucks it cost me. And I was like, this thing's incredible. Is right, this we, a side hustle you got going on? Are you trying to sell these? I was going to say, because I'm going to buy one for my office. And we do, yeah, have, we do have sponsorships available. When you, you do, do that, a- when you guys go there, use promo code RIV. Very <laughs> 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 good. Just kidding. If you, all jokes aside, though, I will do this just for fun because it is that incredible. I have no... Shares in the company, at least not yet, and at least not as far as you guys know. But, mm-hmm. but you know, that's always nice, though, man, when you get, like, a legit review for something like this from yeah, a friend yeah. where you're just like, oh, okay, well, this actually does. Because I would have, if this was an Instagram ad, I would have been like, this is a piece of crap. There's no yeah. way. Because 90% of them are. But I, but I bit. Yeah, right, nice. I bit. It's called the the Bright Town 350-watt space heater, and it just plugs into your wall. Normal plug, and that sucker pumps out heat. The whole room was hot. What's Can you tell me that again? one more time? Okay, again, for you guys. And I see you got your crayons ready, which is great. <laughs> well, at least I took it out of my mouth. Bright Town. 350 watt. Okay. Space heater. So what would you guys talk about on the podcast today? Space well, space heaters, man. We right now, it's, <laughs> it's pertinent to the conversation, you're right. baby. I guess you're right. How yeah. much was it? Uh, let's see. I think it was like 30-some bucks here. I don't know. Hang on. I'm having trouble working this thing. Uh, it's 36 bucks or something. Yeah, you have about $38 I can borrow? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I can't pull it up, but yeah, whatever. Now I got flowers on the screen. Apparently, I just bought flowers. That's oh, great, well, guys. That's nice. Can, that's I, nice. can I bring up one other non-hockey-related question before we go? Because no. I want to know what you guys would do in this situation. A couple of nights ago, I spent... The night at the very nice Drury Inn down the street here, uh, with the, the one with the Applebee's oh, yeah. in it down yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I spent the night. Did you spend there? Spend the I night did. There? No, you, you don't remember? Not. Stop it. So um, <laughs> that drilling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so I got there about five o'clock. So it was it was just getting dark, and then the snow was pretty much going sideways. At least here it was anyway. And I pulled in, uh, left my car out front, went in, got you know register, got my key, my door key. And they have three uh, things of covered parking. So, of course, I was going to do the covered parking because all the snow was supposed to come. 
and which it did. And so I go up to level three. It's dark. It's about 520. Snow's coming sideways outside, obviously. And it's coming into the thing. And as I'm pulling up into level three, I see a guy standing next to a car about three spots away from me. He's got a bag on top of the car. Not a luggage bag, but like a reusable grocery bag. One of those oh, kind of things. So not a body bag. Not a body bag. Okay. On the car, at least. Good. Good to check. And he's standing there. And I, it took takes me a couple of times to... to, to you know, align myself in the part in the parking spot because there was posts and I suck at driving. Go ahead, say that. Jamie. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> you were thinking it. And as I'm doing this, and it takes me two or three minutes to you know to get out of the car, gather my things, all this stuff. He gets in and out of his car several times. Starts it up, turns it off, gets in, gets out, that sort of thing. Standing there, all with the bag on top of his car. And I get out. Got a big bag in the back, kind of like a goalie bag. I remember thinking, oh, this yeah, is that's like a good freaking for one goalie night. bag, right? Exactly. Well, I was thinking maybe yeah. two nights. And um, apparently had something more. And uh, I get my stuff and I and I close the door and lock it and I start walking towards him. And it's one of those like a like a glass, almost like like a bus uh, shelter. And that you have to have a key to get inside there to where the elevators are. Yeah. Yeah. Glass doors. And as I'm walking over there, I kind of go, hey, to him, you know, just kind of give him a head nod. And he sees me walking towards the door and he sees my door key Uh and he goes and grabs his bag and starts following me. And he kind of does. Oh, okay, cool. What's up, brother? Like that. Like, I'm going to follow you in. What would you guys have done? Well, a couple things. Here, I would have said, yo, man, you can't come in here. Stay out in the lobby until somebody can come and get you. See, this but, wasn't even the lobby. This was the elevator in the parking garage. But I'm just garage. saying. Okay. But, but there, no way. Now, man. to get like, to that third level, no. the third level. You're not telling him no? Nope. Yeah, the third level, you have to, to get into the parking garage, you have to have a key. So my thought was, well, he must have a key to get to that point. But then I thought maybe he just broke into the car, too. He may have that's just looted the car, too. and that's what's in the bag. Right, and he's that waiting Because that is an for... easy way to be like, boom, right. up top, up top, up yeah, top. I didn't even think about But that. then why would he want to go into the hotel with me, other than I did look really well, cute? maybe there's other things to take in the hotel. I don't know. Maybe he's got a whole plan. Jeff, I don't know. I'm not a criminal, at least not anymore. So, right. yeah, I don't uh, do a very nice good job of thinking past, like by the way. Yeah. Well done getting over. <laughs> so, behind me now. as I'm going for, to put my key in the thing, he comes up behind me like, hey, I'm coming in with you. <laughs> and I let him in with me, and I opened the door, and as he was walking in, I, everything went through my head. Like, I'm looking at two elevators, and it's just the two of us, and the two of us are about ready to get in this freaking elevator. And I turned around, and he goes, oh, yeah, cool, man, thanks. I'm going to come in with you, something like that. And I went, oh, okay, cool. And then I literally said out loud, <laughs> I mean, you're not going to, like, kill me or anything, are you? I literally said those words out loud because I was not nervous, but yeah. I didn't know what to say. I get so it. what was his answer? He said no. <laughs> he just started laughing. He goes, no, brother, like that. And then we get in the elevator. And we're both going to the same floor. Did he push a button or did you push it he, first? He pushed a button. Okay. I know. My mistake. I made two mistakes. Well, several, but here's the two I made. I should have hit a different floor. Just to get off. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Get off the elevator. Yes, correct. And then as the doors are closing, I see him reach one hand into his coat pocket like this and turn towards me. And he pulled it out and it was a door key. And he goes, just so you know, I have a door key like that. And I finished urinating down my left leg. Sure. And we both got out of the same floor and both took a right and we're both going to my room and I stopped first and he just kept going. He went like four or five doors down. But what would you do in that? I can't just go, I no, you can't them, come in. No, I wouldn't have said you can't come in. I would have said, I would have said, hey, where's your room key? I just got to make sure, man, because look, it, it is what it is. And if you're cold or something, hey, let's go down to the lobby. I'll buy you a coffee because who knows what the situation right. is for the person. Yeah. But I would not let him in. I would have been like, let me see your room key. And then if we had the room key, I said, okay, well, you go ahead and use your key. Make sure it's valid. They didn't just roll somebody for it. Right. And I would have done, I don't have any problem. I'm not offending anybody because guess what? That person, if he gets offended and he starts to talk trash to me, 
All I'm going to say is, dude, if your wife or your daughter or someone you love was in this situation and some other person crawled up, you would hope that there's a guy like me questioning right. yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, Let I me would... get some ice for your feelings. Yeah, yeah. No, the only thing I would have done differently here, I would have absolutely not ridden in the same elevator. No way, no how. Yeah. I would have made sure it looked like my shoe was untied or something, and he I would mean, have been in the one elevator, and I would I, have been in the I next even one. thought about like not even getting out of my car and like parking on a different level. Gave you, I oh, I just... forgot something. Yeah, see, yeah, that's... But that would have been so obvious then. If I had walked towards him and looked at him and turned around and got back in my car, I would have been, I don't know, I would have felt like a jerk. Listen, but... situation. did you have your card out? Uh, I had it in my hand as I was getting out because of the car. Because I always would go, oh, crap, I don't have the card. Or, oh, I pull out another card and be like, the card doesn't work. Damn it. I'm going to have yeah. to go back through the lobby. See, I, I try to avoid uh, human interaction as much as possible. <laughs> so I think that if I would have seen that guy on that floor, I would have went, huh, I wonder what's on the next floor. I yeah. bet you if there's nobody down on the next floor. And then I would have just completely uh, went against the interaction. Compl- but that's not what you should But I also do. have been, I've had a history of pitching, picking up hitchhikers, too. Which, Which is kind of weird, then. You yeah. should probably not be all that afraid. Right. You I should agree. have a strategy, being the the fact that you pick up hitchhikers right. who yeah. are actually more random than a dude in a parking lot. Right. Yeah, you yeah. Should, we should be yeah. asking you, not you asking us. Well, let's right. That's let's why do I'm... this. Did you get the guy's name at all? Because no. I would mm-hmm. like to interview him and see how he felt about you. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably on his radio show going, I got into this elevator. He was like, this guy. Yeah, all I did is want to get, and all of a sudden I got scared because this dude was going to the same floor as me. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept following me. And then there was things coming from his room. Anyway, I, I don't sleep well in hotel beds oh, for the I most part. Like a but you're well, probably yeah, used to it at I this point. A couple of things. One, I'm used to it. And two, I don't get to sleep like a baby at home. There is always something going on yeah. at the River Circus. Sure. Something. It's the dogs. It's the kids. It's the kids' friends. It's the wife. It's whatever. Something's going on. So when I get to a hotel, it's like solitary confinement. It's just a big, huge. I take the <sighs> curtains and pull them tight. And then, you know, the uh, the hangers in the closet the one with the little clips. Yeah. You, know, you hang your pants on. I take it over to the curtains and I clip it closed. So it's nice. Wow. Tight seal. There's a hotel hack right there. Yeah, yes. Oh, Trust me. You, man. You'll thank me for it later. Who was the scribe who told you that? Who told? Who gave you that? Because it hadn't been passed uh, along from another hockey yeah, player. Yeah, that sounds or, like a nugget of information. Yeah, like yeah, a professional yeah. athlete hack. It is. It is. I'm trying to remember who. Because you had, to, have, you had to be sleeping during the day a lot when you're traveling. Well, actually, it started... It started... Jimmy Campbell and I would uh, get on the road, and uh, we'd try to cave it up, as we called it. And we tried to do that several times, make sure the curtains – and they always seemed to pop open, like mm. three, four inches. Yeah. Like, God dang it. So then we tried to use these push pins. We'd bring them out really good for the hotel walls. Right, right? yeah. Push pin up top. It didn't work. Then somebody, I forget who, gave me the same advice of take the hanger and clip it. And I was like, okay. And then you can slide it up and down oh, to where – once it, it's on once there, it's yeah. On, to like basically to have it to where you need it, and there's more than one usually. So yeah. you go one at the bottom, one at the top, and you sleep like you sleep like you just got hit with a sledgehammer. Wow, which may have happened a couple of times. Okay. But <laughs> there's your tip of the day for the hotel. Nice. All nice. right, so we we did get a couple of emails here, guys. Uh, you can always email the podcast lmbp at one hundred five seven thepointcom 
And we get this one from Rick. He says, I've been recommending your tremendous podcast to all my hockey-loving friends and relatives. Love the humor and Jamie's insights into the details of the games and stories about playing all over the world. Listening to Thursday's podcast reminded me of a day about 50 years ago when I was young. We had a big ice storm in St. Louis. Instead of going to the park or the pond that day, I ice skated from the front door of my house about a half a mile to the parking lot at River Road Shopping Center. There were no cars because of the ice, so I was able to stick handle around the entire lot. I remember taking a shot, trying to hit a light pole, missing it, and having the puck hit a down slope and go forever. And that's uh, thanks for the podcast. Uh, and that's from uh, from Rick. Thank you very much, Rick. That's that awesome is, stuff, man. That that is awesome. And then also too, uh, this next email from Derek, and we gotta do a little legwork for this one. Uh, Derek wants to know uh, the episode number or the episode of uh, Jamie talking about dying in Russia. Uh, so we're going to have oh, to that either. Was really early on, it, it was, wasn't it? And we've and we've we've done a couple things. I'll go back and I'll get in touch with Derek and make sure we point him in that direction. But also, too, we do need to get on the schedule when it makes sense an episode that we devote entirely to the Russian Jamie yeah, Rivers yeah. experience. Yeah, maybe that's an off-season thing or something like that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, that's absolutely. because every single story that you tell is damn gold. Yeah. And so I, I would just like to yeah. hear absolutely Unless you're more. living it. Right. Well, that's right. It's, Unless, gold. it's gold now, not yeah. so much in the moment. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's great now. So finally, after seemingly two weeks, uh, the Blues and the Coyotes are done with this seven-game. I can't believe it. I'm almost sad. Yeah, I am no, not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I am it's not. A, you know what? It's the Blues' longest relationship this summer, this season. If you it think is. about it, it is. Yeah, they t- I'm just glad to see they took it seriously. Yeah, you know, trying to ride it out until the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but talk about what you kind of see and what have seen. What have you have seen in this series? I mean, you called it from the beginning. I mean, they the Coyotes were tough every single step of the way, playing the Blues game, and Jamie at some points playing the Blues game better than the Blues were playing. Absolutely. And listen, I said this to uh, Ferrario yesterday on our Riverside before the Blues game when he does his pregame, which he does a fantastic job. And you guys did a fantastic job the other day as well. That was fun, man. I love listening to you guys. You guys sound like you're having fun. You were. Thank you, man. That was great. Um, Hopefully they'll do it again soon. Now, I said to Alex, I said, this is exactly what the doctor ordered. Because where else can you battle test your team in the middle of a regular season? Where else? Like, Because playoffs come and it's a seven-game series. And now you kind of know what you have. You kind of know where your effort level is. You just had a playoff series, but in the first quarter of your season. Mm-hmm. And, and now, as Craig Berube goes, you look and you find the soft areas in your lineup. And you find out, you know, the injuries, how that will play a toll on you when the playoffs come. You just, you literally just got a cheat sheet as far as what the playoffs could look like for your team. Or what your team, rather, would look like in a playoff series. So, yeah, they lost the series 4-3, to three, but they learned an awful lot about their team. And the team learned a lot about themselves. How hard they're going to have to play against some of these other teams. How much effort it's going to take. How, how much they have to play a 60-minute game. It, it was frustrating as hell because Arizona was pushing back the whole time. They yeah. never stopped. That's the best test the Blues could have. I think moving forward, the Blues are going to find it easier to play against other opponents. Because not every team, guys has that kind of an effort like the Coyotes do. Now, can I ask, who else will the Coyotes give a fit to besides us? Because, God, I hope we're not the only one. Yeah, no doubt. But, 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 what, but see, but also, too, it was kind of frustrating, and I don't want to skip too, too far ahead, but I saw the, the Coyotes doing some things that we need to be doing. 
putting the body in front of the friggin' net. Mm-hmm. Why do we not have somebody in front of the friggin' net on a routine basis, man? Like, that to me, and I, and I know that that's an oversimplification. No, no, no. I understand. But, man, like, you see Garland do it. The guy's four foot three. Yeah. Why, why, why can't we have somebody? Why are we not doing that this, at the same You know what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, well, we should be, okay? And I appreciate your passion. Someone get a defibrillator for that. Yeah, dying. but yeah. it just drives me nuts. No, it's good. If you want to know his passion for this, here's how he actually wrote it. Look, yes, uh, we cannot repeat that on the show. But <laughs> apparently Donnie would like a blanking net. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh, JFC, which uh, I'm sure is someone's initials. But anyways, <laughs> um, now that being said... Yeah, look, a couple things. Let's 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 break that into two things here. Okay. Because you literally threw a bunch of stuff. I know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. First of all, the Blues need to have a net front presence on a regular basis. You have to. It's too easy for some of these goalies to see the puck, clear the puck, put it to non-dangerous areas. We're making life a little bit too easy on the opposition. Second part of that, Connor Garland. Guys, I don't know if that guy would have finished the series if I was playing. And, I heard I heard a rumor that was your opinion the yeah. other day. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not that you know I would go and goon him up and this and that and the other, but he's a little rat out there. He was a little water bug. And listen, he's a guy you want on your team. Yes, he's effective. He handles the puck. He's small. He's good and tight. It makes it really really hard to contain him. But I would have just shadowed him, like lurking in the weeds. And as soon as that little bugger got the puck, I would have unloaded. And then in front of the net. You know, you, a guy like Colton Pareko can pick him up and throw him three three rows deep right. off the top row. You know, <laughs> but he, it is difficult in today's NHL. It's it's much harder. So I'm going to give a whole lot of leeway to the Blues defenseman as it is because you don't know what's going to be called. And look at how the hell they really there is no pattern as to what they're going to call. Especially after watching yesterday's game, you got to be really really careful. But what the Blues can do is they can set it up to where they have tight gaps. And what that means is they're very close to the opposition at all times. The D are gapped up. Uh, the forwards are tight on the D. And what happens is when the puck goes to a forward, you're right there. And you can stop the play. You can cut it off right there and end it. If you're not gapped up and you, you and uh, too far away from that player, now you're giving them room to adjust and to make plays. And you're not closing out the play. You can stop the play like within a split second or with a line like that, that play's going to continue maybe for a minute. Well, it, I'm, I'm sorry. Can no, I interject yeah, real quick? Dude, I'm so man. sorry. Yeah. But when you have that front, that top line for the Coyotes of Dvorak, of Keller, uh, they don't need a lot of room. So, no. so, so that, that, I mean, that is key and not giving them very much room to work because it doesn't take much for them. And not giving them the puck, Donnie. So oh, in those situations, turnovers. the turnovers, we talk about this all the time, put the puck into non-dangerous areas and then the blue's got to be heavy on the forecheck. So, Chip it up the wall, chip it down into the corner, whatever. But you got to have a guy on the puck hunting down that puck. Second guy's got to be there. You've got to trap them in their own end. And once you get puck possession, you got to keep it. No high risk plays. That would be my main thing against that line. No high risk plays. Let's eat the clock up, get them off the ice, and frustrate the heck out of them. You you talked about penalties and Jeremy Rutherford tweet quote I realized the first call of the game against O'Reilly was questionable. But either way, he's now got 10 penalty minutes in 16 games. Uh, his season high in the past 10 years has been 12. Yeah. Wh- what's going on here? Why? We, what, what's going on with Ryan O'Reilly? What, <laughs> well, why, why is this happening? A couple of them are unlucky. There's a couple of them where he's reached in to grab the puck. The guy steps on his stick, and it's a penalty. You know, So 
it is what it is. Uh, he's not a guy that plays aggressive hockey as far as like in your face intimidation. Uh, yesterday's penalty was a farce. Yes. I don't even know how you get clotheslined and, and then you receive the penalty. I've actually never seen that. And I've seen some really bad refing in my day. I've never seen that happen. And I've never seen what happened to Austin Pagansky, where you beat a guy wide and he just hog ties you, grabs you, and hauls you down, and there's no penalty. There was an arm wrapped around the guy. Yes, yes. In certain, about 49 states, I think that was illegal. But so, still. And to follow up on that, after the game, Barubi actually was kind of sort of his version of complaining about the calls. Well, he doesn't want to have to pay a hundred grand every time he's on the press conference. Right. Right. But my whole point in bringing that up is um, he has always been to me, and you've mentioned that he's not the guy that dwells on the penalties, especially in the press, you know, Hey, what hand pass that sort of thing. So is he changing or was this done on purpose calculated to show the boys, hey, I, I'm I'm going to defend you in the press. 100% calculated. Okay. 100% calculated because, one, he's sick of it, and he's sending a message to the NHL at the same time, find me if you want. I don't really care, but you have to hear this, basically. And then to his players, he said, I thought we had a good effort. I thought our guys yeah. played hard. And then we get hogtied, and we have penalties, and this, that, the other. So, yes, he's having his teams back. This is a different situation than a hand pass. You know, right. If this was a playoff series, a real one, I bet Craig Berube would approach it slightly differently. But being as it is not, and he has the opportunity now to hopefully get refs that are a little more sober for when they ref the Blues game, right. I think this was a great way, a calculated way for him to get his message across. Joe, do you know a hockey writer by the name of Joe Haggerty? Yeah, he did just yeah. call you Joe. He d- you call me Joe. Joe, do you oh. know a hockey writer? Oh, Jamie, named Joe? I'm okay, sorry. Doug. I, I'm sorry. Jamie, yeah, no, Donnie, Donnie, I'm Jamie. So sorry. So <laughs> yeah, you, Joe Haggerty. I know Joe. Okay, did you? What's let, your impression of Joe? What here? This is the only thing that I that I have to, to. Here is what Joe tweeted out last night. Nobody loves to bitch about officiating like Craig Berube. It's his passion. That is exactly incorrect. Well, here's the thing. Joe Haggerty's from the Massachusetts area. Sure. Okay, so put one and one together. Sour about the about the cup run. Yeah, and and they were sour. The Bruins were sour that whole series that the Blues were taking liberties. Yeah, with. which uh, was total absolute nonsense. Well, look at I don't really care about Joe and what he has to say. I don't think I don't think Craig Berube's going to stop to smell the flowers because Joe Haggerty told him to. No, and you guys are way more mature than I am. But screw this! Did you fire back at him? No, I just no, I just said incorrect. I just retweeted and said incorrect. Oh, you should have fired back because that's start just, a war. Yeah, you, that's what? one thing to be douchey, but it's another thing to be wrong. Wrong. It's just like it, the reason. Here's why it bothered me. It bothered me like because when early in the season, when you? we were talking about the NHL on NBC broadcast, and they were talking about Bennington having a poor year last year. Oh, which yeah, was, yeah. Which was freaking incorrect. Correct. So I just, I don't know, it just pisses me off because oh, it's like wrong, it. and I don't like it at all. Joe Haggerty is a clickbait kind of guy, okay? Um, he's, he's got like 70,000 followers, so obviously there's probably some legitimacy to the guy's game. No, I'm not saying he's terrible. He's pro- Pro New England, basically, okay? Anything Boston, Massachusetts, the Patriots, the Bruins, the you name it, it is all out like they're the best. And anything that happens to them, the other teams are whiners, they're crybabies, they're this, they're that, they're not as good. The cities aren't as good, the people aren't as good. Like mm-hmm. Joe Haggerty, ah. he fuels his fire off of being the, the mass hole, you know? Yeah, and that's well, what I call those guys. The mass hole, I like yeah. that. Um, I, I, Some of them are proud of that. I, would I honestly didn't think I would say this. Uh, but I miss Alexander Steen a ton. 
from a standpoint of we can't kill a penalty. Well, I guess we could a little bit here and there. But penalty kill, forecheck, backcheck, I miss Alexander Steen. And I went into last night's game thinking that. And then Sanford has just another let's rent him the skates kind of a game. What what's going to give here with Sanford? Is there still leash on this guy? Like you were, what were you saying? You said either be physical or score goals. He's doing neither. Well, that's what, he scored Saturday night when well, we were yeah, when yeah. we were doing he had a the good thing. game yeah. Saturday night. He did, he did. Yeah, I know that's another disappointment. But to me, it looks like the guy's got just a few points. And to me, if he's either not playing physical or not getting some points, then. What is the unique part of his game that keeps him in the lineup every night? Well, we, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about that, right? You have to do something yes. unique yes. in order to separate and, yourself. And that was kind of McKenzie McEachern's bit McEachern. of a problem, right? Correct. And I think McKenzie McEachern's been pretty good yes. since that podcast. Apparently, he got the uh, Last Minute Blues podcast bump good. from that, which was good. Um, now, look, Zach Sanford is exactly what you see. And I think that this has been the biggest frustration is that one one game or one period you get this six foot four fast skilled scoring type guy gritty along the wall you're like wow we have found him then the next game or the next period it's gone and the inconsistencies of his play is what's really frustrating to Craig Berube that's why you see Zach Sanford all over the lineup because when he's going well and Craig Ruby does a fantastic job of identifying that. And I'm sure Steve Ott has a huge part in it as well, uh, of identifying when he's on his game. And when he is, you'll notice he gets bumped up. All of a sudden, he's playing with O'Reilly and Perron again. And you're like, oh, look at Sanford. He's back with the boys, you know? And then you could have the next game or the next period. All of a sudden, he's back down with the third line because, you know, he kind of drifted away. His play just took a left turn somewhere, and it didn't, didn't make sense. This is Zach Sanford right now. This is him in a nutshell, and I really hope the individual can figure out how to bring it every single shift because he is a fantastic hockey player, and he's rare. Six foot four, being able to skate like that, and he, he, you saw he can finish, he can dangle, he can do all these things if he can bring that. Now, look, nobody brings it every single shift, every single game. You try to, but it doesn't always happen for you. But if he can bring it for 80% of the time, Man, he could be a really, really, really solid NHL player. Okay, so I think it was Saturday in the broadcast, and I don't remember, I would assume it was the radio side because that's what we were listening to. Mm-hmm. Curbs said something about uh, uh, Sanford getting a majority of the points or getting or looking the best when he's playing on that O'Reilly line. Yeah. Well, couldn't I play on the O'Reilly line and look better than I would if I was playing yeah. on the fourth well, line? Yeah, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? But it is, there is a certain level of difficulty to playing with those two guys because they – they think the game a certain way. Uh-huh. It's not a chip and chase game for that line. It's not a shot on the net everywhere. It's a puck possession, you know, find the opening, find the soft ice, get there, get the puck, keep it in motion. It's a really, it's a high IQ line. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, uh, two things can happen. One, you need a high IQ player to play with them, or you need a meat and potatoes guy. Mm-hmm. That his whole purpose in life is to get in on the forecheck, retrieve the puck, and get it to those two guys and get to the front of the net. Zach Sanford sometimes gets stuck in the middle. He wants to be the high IQ guy, but he's not really reading it as good. He's not able to do it. Then he wants to be the four checker, but then doesn't quite do the job. So he's stuck in the middle somewhere. Now, I did think Ivan Barbashev did a pretty good job on that line. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're right, Donnie. Whoever, I said it before, I said it on the fast lane. 
if you want a cure for the problem for a player, put him with O'Reilly and Perron because they just play the game the right way. Specifically, Ryan O'Reilly. This guy just, you know, doesn't doesn't take a shift off. So, but it's a privilege too. You want to play on that line, you get a couple of looks. If you don't take advantage of it, could be gone. You know, there. You know, we definitely, when it comes to this Blues season and this Blues team, we definitely still have our question marks and we have our concerns. But I feel like one of the one of the big areas of the team that is not a concern for me is the goaltending. I feel like Huso, when he is when he has been in there outside of maybe the first minute of the game, he's really been fantastic, and Bennington as well. So it feels like there's question marks. But one of the question marks that we had early in the year with the backup goaltender, that doesn't seem to me to be as uh, worrisome as maybe it was before the season started. Yeah, I was worried. I'm not going to lie. The other night when they took the first shot seconds into the game and they scored, I was like, oh, boy, I I don't like this just for a number of reasons, but specifically because it's a young guy and that's a quick goal. And sometimes the... The, the 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 Jenga game can come crashing down when that happens, but he he readjusted. He got himself back into the game, and he had some massive saves. The players were all singing his praises after the game. Um, so I think Billy Husso is taking steps in the right direction. I do think Jordan Bennington is incredible. I do, and we had Doug Armstrong on the Fastlane not too long ago, and I kind of said, "Hey, uh, when do you start thinking about an extension here?" Because Look, you don't want to get into a situation at the end of the season where you have the Alex Petrangelo, David Backus type thing that happens, Troy Brower, where I understand those players were older. I get it. But you're going to have a goalie that is in the top of the class league-wide, and if you get to free agency, oh boy. the bidding is going to start very high when for is, Jordan Bidding. When is that? When is, is it after this year? Yeah, it's the, the offseason. So as soon as you get to the draft, like July 1st is usually the day. This offseason should be normal. Compared to last year. That's why they structured the season to be shorter. But you don't want to get that to Jordan Bitty. You want him to be Don't even get up. there with him. No. Can you spitball on the deal you think that he would get in the open market? Just, just Open I mean, market, I, we're talking probably three to four years at like $9 million. Damn. Whoa, baby. Well, look at Bobrovsky. He's making $10 million in Florida. Oh, I'm not I'm not second guessing. No, no, I'm just I'm saying just for saying. our listeners, for like, you know, yeah, Henrik Lund- Holmey went from, hey, who's this new guy to Stanley Cup to $9 million a year. <laughs> yeah, Henrik Lundqvist was making eight, nine. Braden Holpe's like eight. Marc Andre Fleury's like eight. Darcy like, Kemper should be but I'm just saying, 20 like, million after the last freaking however many games. That's a good point. He is Jeez, a great goalie. He yeah. will cash in, trust me. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think if if the Blues are able to get to the, the, the negotiation table with Jordan Bennington somewhere in the near future, uh, they might have to go seven and a half, eight with him, at least top out at eight somewhere in the deal because otherwise, man, why would he not explore free agency? Right. right? No, because he loves St. Heck, Louis, the and people Maple that love Leafs. St. Louis won't leave, will they? <laughs> right. That's a good point, but the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, their goalie, Freddie Anderson, he's coming up for the end of his contract. He's making like 8 or $9 million a year. I could easily see them walking on Freddie Anderson and going, let's take that money and give it to Bennington. And that's a good, young, up-and-coming team in Toronto where Jordan Bennington is from. Like, I'm, guys, I'm telling you, there's a recipe for disaster laying yeah. ahead if we let this drag on. Let's get this done. Yeah. Uh, do you have any updates on Tory Krug? Who will step in for him? And is Joel Edmondson available? <laughs> well, Joel Edmondson. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take my call off the air, please. <laughs> yes. Joel Edmondson is still playing great hockey up I in Montreal. He had a big it. fight the other night against Tyler Myers, who's like six foot eight and... Eddie gave it to him pretty good, and Attaboy. he's driving his Maserati around <laughs> Montreal, even in the snow. He doesn't care because yeah. it's not his. He's just giving it. So, so he's not returning my calls no, to come to St. Louis? No, is that what you're no, saying? No. He's not coming he, back. He'll return your calls, but he's not coming back. Not right now. Um, 
But yeah, look, injuries are a problem right now for the Blues. So we isolate Tory Krug, but overall, injuries are a big problem right now. Yep. You got yeah. a lot of guys on the IR. Now, I do think Scandella is ready to return. He could have returned last game, um, but they were able to keep him on the IR, save some of that money um, on their overall expenses, and then now, now they need him, right? So now it's like, okay, yeah. well, here you go into the lineup. Tory Krug, no update, no idea. I'm hoping that it's not an upper upper body injury, right, as right. in like Tyler Bozak mm-hmm. right now. Um, Last shift was like 18 seconds long. I heard. Yeah, it was quick, but yeah. nothing happened during that 18 no, seconds. No, but it could have stemmed from earlier in the game. Right, that's and what I'm saying. All of a sudden, yeah. you're not feeling right, mm-hmm. and things like that happen. I'm going with dysentery. Let's just go with that. <laughs> like Craig Bruby says he goes. I don't know. I didn't ask him. <laughs> what Is that what he said? Really? Yeah. You didn't see that at the end? <laughs> no, of that, I did not. Jeremy Rutherford asked a question. Says, uh, "Hey, Chief." Do you think it could have been from when he got punched in the head uh, in the second period? Oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah. uh, Chief goes, I don't know. I didn't ask him. Dude, I, I have Alrighty. to say, Craig Berube press conferences are one of my favorite things. Yeah. Like, we get them sent now to us from from the Blues, and I watch them, and I giggle. Like, I, like <laughs> He's great, man. Dude. He's so pissed off last night, and I don't blame him. Well, absolutely. And also, too, I just cannot. I try to put myself in that position. I would be John Tortorello times thirty if I had if I had that particular thing. Oh, hey, could I ask a non blues question right quick? I mean, no, your name's a, on the show. Torts. You probably could. That's right. It is okay. Go ahead. Doug. All right. So go ahead, Doug. So uh, Patrick Laline <laughs> gets traded from Winnipeg, goes Patrick to Columbus. Uh, Laline. Patrick Laline, the goalie? No, 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 no. Uh, Patrick Laine. Damn it. Uh, we had yep. Patrick Laleem here. Yeah, no, 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 Liney. So Liney gets <laughs> traded from Winnipeg to Columbus. Stop laughing. Okay, so sorry. it's a big deal. And then he's there for just a couple of games. He supposedly mouth is off, mouths off to an assistant coach and then gets benched. So I just, I'm fascinated by this player. I'm fascinated by Tortorella. I'm, I'm fascinated by how these two can, can potentially work together. And then... One of the things, just to kind of carry on with that Tortella, Tor, or Tortella thing is, is um, Tortorella is, at what point does his stuff wear thin on players? And they go, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, Torts has done a great job of evolving, okay? He used to be the biggest prick ever, and guys did not like him, much like a Mike Keenan. That's what I know of to him, wear, very abrasive guy. It wore, wore out quickly. On guys, now he's evolved. He had a couple of uh, months or a year to sit back and watch other teams coach and play while he sat there doing nothing. And I think he said, "Okay, I need to change a little bit." He's got Bradshaw with him right now, who's a fantastic individual, an incredible coach, uh, good balance for John Tortorella. He's also got Brad Larson, who's a former player with the Colorado Avalanche, and he's a great dude. He's a great um, buffer between the players and Torts. And then Torts, guys, honestly, if you work hard for him, if you care about your teammates, if you care about the team, he is going to try and give you every opportunity to be successful. All he wants is individuals that want to win for the crest on the front. That's it. That's it. And if you do that, he will make sure that you get your goals, you get your assists, you get your ice time. Because if you're a great player like Patrick Laine, well, that stuff's going to find you, right? It only benefits the team to have you on the ice, but it benefits the team to have you on the ice in the right way. Mm-hmm. And so look, I, I here's what I liken it to is you guys are dog guys. Mm-hmm. I'm a dog guy. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are dog people. And if not, well, hopefully this makes sense. You get a new dog from somebody else. They just can't take care of it anymore. They're moving to an apartment. You can't have a dog. You take it in. It's a great dog. It's well-trained, but it's well-trained to 
the previous owner. Mm -hmm. And it gets to your house, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. No, no, no. You can't be chewing up and eating my slippers or my shoes or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So we got to work on this and correct it. And if the dog doesn't correct it, well, you have to continue to scold it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just give it the corrections or put it in its cage or whatever it is. However you correct your dog, you have to be very consistent and stern. That's all it is. Is and I know I'm comparing Patrick Laine to a dog right now. No, you don't like Patrick tr- Laine. Do no, I, yeah, I think no, he's no. a great player, but I think he has a lot of bad habits that grew, that grew to be too much in Winnipeg. To Paul Maurice is honestly one of the best coaches I've ever seen, and one of the best communicators in the game. You ever want to have fun listening to hockey? Pull up a Paul Maurice press conference or anywhere he's talking about the game. I sit there riveted. I find myself down a YouTube wormhole wanting wow. to listen to this guy talk yeah. hockey. So if you have a guy, to my point, if you have a guy coming from that to your team and he still has some bad habits and then he he barks at one of your assistant coaches, that's an automatic shock collar violation. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't have that. That'd be like the dog coming in and growling at your wife. Your partner, right? And right. you, whoa, whoa, whoa hey, hey, hey Rover, you, that ain't going to fly. Don't yeah. you do that again. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I'm, so that's what's happening with him. And he'll either learn to play John Tortorella hockey or one of them will have to go. And John Tortorella has made it clear he doesn't care. If he ends up being the guy that gets fired because they'd rather keep a player with bad habits, he's like, then I don't really want to be a part of an organization like that anyway. I know Tortorella is one of those guys that kind of dresses nice. He goes to, you know, dresses to the nines. He'll do the the vest, you know, the suit with the vest. And he the, does the zip all that up kind now. Of stuff. Yeah. Oh, he does? Yeah, he um, does the no tie, no collar. He does, like, the quarter zip up under the suit jacket. I actually like it. You know what? He he reminds me of the casino owner in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Every time I look at him, I think oh, that's Andy what I Garcia? think of that. Andy Garcia, that's it, yeah. Yeah, he reminds me of Henry Winkler, too. He reminds me of the Fonz. <laughs> oh, dude, it, this is crazy. I, I don't mean to take like us cool on Like cool Henry Winkler, not the right, yeah, dorky yeah, yeah. one. I don't mean to take us on a crazy jaunt here, but I'm re-watching Barry, the Bill Hader show mm-hmm. on, on HBO, and Henry Winkler plays a huge part in the show. And, oh, my God, he is so amazing. And it's a, he plays like an acting teacher, and it's a real nuanced role. But man, oh, he loves Bill Hader too. Fell in love with the guy. I, I've read I read some sort of quote where he was just like, "That's the only show I'll ever work on again." If or if that's the only ever show I would ever work on again, I'd be happy. It's such a great watch, and and just the Fonz man. Well, that's the crazy thing is you you go back to Happy Days. Yeah. Some of our listeners would get it. Some would be like, "What? What? Yeah. But the Fonz was the coolest guy on TV." Yet he was actually one of the biggest dorks in real life. Right. 100%. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine being the Fonz back then where he leaves the set and every female thinks, oh, my God, it's the Fonz. And yeah. he's like, hey, it's a real pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? <laughs> my name's Henry. <laughs> like, oh, my God, what a contrast. Um, question for you. It seems at least like they've played a lot of hockey in a short amount of time. Yep. Am I wrong there? That, that's there's a lot seems of hockey. Like a lot. So today is a day off. Tomorrow a day off? When do they play next? I thought Thursday. it was. Thursday? Oh, it is Thursday. Okay. Well, Thursday, today they might be flying home. Okay, so they, I don't think they flew home last night in that catastrophe that was right. weather that we had. So I guess the, the the short question is here: What do they do on a day like today? Rest. And tomorrow. Oh, you'll go to the rink. You go to the rink. So yeah, today yeah, is yeah, just yeah. a just today to lick your wounds. Just, uh, let's feel better. Even if they got back late last night, early morning, it's take the day. Take the day. If you need treatments, get down to the rink. Ray, the athletic trainer, he'll be there with his staff to. Ice, stem, ultrasound, whatever it is, hot tub, cold tub. But if I, if I don't need any of that, I can just be not a hockey player today if I wanted yeah, to. you just go home and, and be dad or just lay in your bed and uh, do whatever and take the day to 
to heal up and to. Because you're already hurting, to, right? Oh, you're hurting every day. Yeah. Trust me, there's not a day that goes by in the NHL season that you don't hurt. Something is always hurt. You're right. never 100%. You, know, you feel like you are, but you're not. So get... they'll take the day. Sorry, Donnie. They'll no, take no, the no. day, and then they get back to the rink tomorrow. The problem with these practices is that you don't have time to build, right? You ha- you only have time to correct, basically, because if your team needs to work on something over and over, you don't get the reps because you're going to get one practice, then a game. So what you're doing is you're kind of pre-scouting for the Sharks, I believe, who are coming in on Thursday. You're pre-scouting for that. You're implementing some systems, some special teams work, a little – you know, I always say you trot the horses around the track, water them down, brush them, maybe give them a sugar cube, throw a blanket on them. But you don't run them. You don't run them hard every day because otherwise they, they blow out a leg and then you're not very good. I, I'd like to uh, judge my performance in this podcast as a, as a hard F. So I'm just going to end it here with a uh, uh, with a really dumb question. Wow. I don't think my performance has been particularly really good. I actually good. thought it was one the, of your better ones. Yeah, the, the I passion agree. Level, we graded you before. The, the passion level has been there. But, you know, Laleem, Line A, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. but, but I want to ask kind of a dumb question about player diets during the season. So I know that these guys are well-tuned machines, man, finely tuned mm-hmm. machines. Is there ever a time post-game where it's like, God dang I want 10 friggin' White Castles yeah, right cheat day. now, and Here I'm going to hammer them. Or do they have to be really good throughout the season? When, do the fun stuff, when does the fun stuff happen, or does the fun stuff even happen anymore? Yeah, well, the fun stuff does happen, and I'll talk about our team here in St. Louis. They got a bunch of throwbacks, okay? And you look at the leadership group. They like to have a cold cocktail or a cocktail on the rocks, whatever you want to do, a nice glass of vino. They enjoy doing that and they they enjoy doing it as a group. Now you don't have that luxury so much in town anymore. So when you're on the road, they have a big hospitality room and guys will talk about getting together and having a beer after. Uh, do the White Castle things happen? Maybe once, maybe if it's like a, a night out where it's a green light and you got no practice the next day and you're like, okay, let's run the horses. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Otherwise it'll be, you know, a cheat day. Maybe they'll have some pizza or something like that. But for the most part, like, these guys have prepared meals. So they have a chef at the rink, and they'll do prepared meals, and you'll get your meals for the week. And you take it home with you. Oh. And that's... This is during the pandemic or all the time? All the time. You go to the rink, and they give you food to bring back to your place. Yeah, you you have your own cook. And you have a number of things, oh. it basically like fit flavors down here. Okay. That, that we, that's I frequent a fantastic a lot. place, by the way. It uh, is Available fantastic. for sponsorships. Yes, Jillian's a great person, she too. She is, so very much so. If you're listening, Jillian, I'd like to keep my power on. Maybe cold. we can talk. Um, <laughs> specifically in this cold weather. Uh, but, no, the, 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 um, the, the prepared meals are a thing. They have a chef at the rank. First of all, they eat after every practice. They have something prepared and ready for them. And then they can take home what they order for the week. And they, take, they have a little cooler bag, and they bring it home, and they put it in their fridge, and that's their meals. And it's because they have to be highly tuned Athletes, right. finely tuned athletes, rather. And especially in a shortened season like this, they can't go out anywhere. It's easy to be like DoorDash, mm-hmm. right. oh, I'm tired, DoorDash, or I'm tired two minutes in the microwave and have a good meal. So, you know what? If I'm making millions of dollars or I have the opportunity to do that, like, my God, would I have killed for that back in the day? Sure. Yeah. You yeah. know, now I probably had, the problem with me was I had too many White Castle nights. <laughs> and that's only because I had probably too many cold beer nights. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but everybody was doing that. It was different. You went out after the game and you celebrated, you know, as a group. Times have changed. But this group, the one good thing I'll say about it is 
it's still a throwback team in that regard, but they are certainly being very, very careful with their diet and trying to maximize you know, their potential out on the ice. Very good. Well, uh, Last Minute Blues podcast. Damn, that was good. That was wow. fun. Another education. We, and we, I, I'm not trying to blow sunshine up your skirt when I say I sit and I invite other other people to do this. Take what you learned here, and, and when you're watching the game, don't make it school. Make it fun because it's hockey, but think about the things that Jamie throws out there, and I, I see them all the time, and it makes – it more interesting. Well, did it you just catch me in the film room the other night. I did actually. We, yeah, <laughs> did that. That I think it's it's just so amazingly fun for me as a fan to be able to ask these questions. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, really and fun. sometimes, and sometimes they are stupid questions. Oh, I know. Don't don't, don't think I don't know. No dumb questions. Yeah, but but just but, when you call me Joe. Yeah. Right, or say line A instead of Lalina and yeah, whatever Tartarella or uh, whatever the heck. You I, feel, I feel a close coming. I, I just yeah. got I just got so wrapped up. Plus, uh, let's close it up. I have to have a Keenan. Last minute Blues podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers. Uh, like us, follow us, subscribe, and make sure to share with your hockey loving friends. And as always, let's go Blues. The Last Minute Blues podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.